2: Well, that's not the winner is you intro. what the fuck <laughs> no nope, like, but it on. is this one it is for this episode <laughs> <laughs> I hit the, that's that button right there oops oh. it is for this episode <laughs> well let's load this up again and see if it fixes this oh man that's awesome. great uh. Boys and girls, gaming degenerates of all ages, welcome back to another edition of A Winner's View, brought to you by TheChairShot.com, where we always use our head, and we just keep on playing the sound because that's what we do. See, this is the problem. If you were here earlier, it has been a ridiculously technical, difficult uh, time here, and my sound bites are all fucked. (laughs) So. Like that. That's what we do. That's what we do. 30 episodes in. <laughs> we're, we're still getting it. We're if it
3: technically, out. we should be about 30 minutes in right now because you should be playing what happened originally
2: to start this episode or That's this show. Wait, when I first tried to start? Yes. Yeah, that was about 10 minutes ago. Yep. <laughs> it's been 10 minutes as I, marked yeah. ta- as I marked the tape since the first uh, Price is Wrong bitch sound that came up. When I tried to play a Winner's <laughs> use intro. All right, you want to get started? Ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're here, thirtieth episode, Yay! guys. How you feeling? Dirty 30 Yeah,
3: here we come. Mm. It's been thirty episodes. That's like I think about that sometimes. It's insane. Granted, you know, we skip every other week, maybe two weeks, three weeks. Some of us never here. Apparently pour one out for sean, sean uh, on vacation
2: you
3: know. yeah. yeah 30 that's a lot that kind of flew has, by has it been a
4: year are we past our year we haven't
3: passed a year i don't No, think. i think our first one was like in oh Shit. now i gotta look now august I gotta look. august would be my guess
2: really?
3: yeah i guess August. Me? yeah
2: i thought i thought we'd be
4: way more off from one a week
2: I will, so I figured thirty
4: would get us to about a year.
2: So you're guessing a year. So you're. I'm guessing gonna guess April? somewhere around a year. Adam, you're gonna guess August. August is way off. Episode one, titled "The PS5 Has Arrived," came out June eleventh.
3: We split the difference. We did.
2: <laughs> so there you go.
3: I have no sense of time anymore. So you know the fact <laughs> we were even close is pretty good. <laughs>
2: Well, hopefully you have a sense of counting because we're going to do a top five today, brothers. <laughs> Are you excited? I'm excited. So now play the Feel These Nipples soundbite, but apparently I'm going to play something at random from Archer or who the no, fuck knows if I press the button. Let's what, see.
4: What is it? Let's just try it. Go for it.
2: No, I closed it already. It's gone. Uh, it's gone.
3: Aw, oh, man.
4: I think the random soundbite would be awesome. Uh, you like the random
2: soundbites? I don't know. Let me. Let me yeah, I'll open it back up while we while we start going here, because apparently the, my backup just plays them one by one down the line too. So
5: <laughs>
2: as soon as as soon as our our theme to go into talking about our topics, you're going to hear the time warning that we're out of time. So just so you know,
4: <laughs> you got to pause it.
2: That's what's going to click on the pause button. That's what's going to happen, because I know there's a there's a setting in here somewhere. <laughs> if God help me, if I can find it. Oh wait, preferences. It. Okay, we're going to go through this while we're... This is fantastic podcasting right we're here. We're doing it live! Playback. Stop playback after current track. Look at that. Apply, and we're set. Good, good
3: thing we didn't do... You know, I had an idea we should do a video one for number 30 and
2: <laughs> uh, try it out. Good thing we didn't do it this one. Ugh. Uh,
4: 50, 50. That sounds like a good... Maybe 50. Fifty.
2: 50's a good idea. There you go. Yeah. You work on that. You got 20 yeah. episodes. I'll between, figure it out in between oh, my like your house months. and all your shit. In 20
3: episodes, I'll figure out how to do a video one, and I'll finally put together our Animal Crossing shirt. You
2: can bank <laughs> on that. Yes, animal. Look for your next Animal Crossing shirt from a winner is you <laughs> on the Chairshot.com. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com/Chairshot and get that T-shirt. At some point, when Adam decides to uh, come up with his wonderful, um, it's a great idea that I have bitmapping okay, pictures. I just
4: kinda... Do it. <laughs> I'm just got to do it. I just gotta
3: execute. I keep saying the same thing about Finding Marlin, which I talked about last time. Right. I just gotta write the whole thing <laughs> and then call the Disney.
2: Call the Disneys. They'll put on anything. It's fine. Don't okay. love it. Alright. So here we go. Let's get into our top five lists. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play what would be the theme on the regular one. We're going to see what plays, and then we'll play the actual theme.
6: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? That's not bad.
3: That wasn't bad. If that was extended a little bit longer into something, that would have been
2: good. That would have worked. All right. Well, here we go. Top five. Hidden gem games is what we're going to be doing. Here's our theme. fun with random sound bites you have no idea what's going to play i love it <laughs> wait let's see that's what she said <laughs>
0: son of a shit snack and whore that's that
2: one all right that's perfect <laughs> we'll
4: keep it you you played that's what she said you should be able to figure it out
2: you had played that before yeah <laughs> which one was that i don't even know no oh, the more you know yeah that is the more you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah! Nope. Where was it? I don't even remember which oh. one it was anymore. <laughs> That's how bad it was. We'll get there. That's horrible. All right. <laughs> Top five. Hidden gem games. Yeah, since Adam doesn't have probably any honorable mentions. I do. He, do you? I Are do. we doing
4: honorable
2: Should, we, doing should, do we, should we do them those last. Should we do those last? All right. Yeah, yeah, ben. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You want me to start it off? I'll start it off. We'll go to Drew and then we'll finish with Adam since he's uh nervous about his list.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I love it.
2: <laughs> with All the right.
4: snake, that means he's gonna give us his la he's gonna be last. Fuck. Last last. So is that good? I think that's good.
3: Maybe Oh fuck. It'll be fine. It'll be fine.
2: We'll be fine. We'll just roll we'll cut it and we'll put a different one. All right. Okay, number five for me. South Park: The Stick of Truth. What do you think of that one? I played that. I don't know about hidden gem. You don't think that would be called a hidden
3: Ooh. gem? Okay, at least I wasn't tested first. Ooh. See. Oh boy.
2: I would call that a hidden gem because people would say, "Look at South Park," and go, "No, I don't want to play South Park because I know what South Park's all about," and fuck that game.
6: I
3: feel like you're on to something with that, though, because I will say that I feel like most of my list is something like that, like, you know, people would be like, no, I'm not playing that, I'm playing the, the big name game, I don't need this piece of shit or whatever, this, the off-brand, Uh, you know, I, I don't know, the generic brand. I played it, I could tell you, I don't remember shit about it, it was a South Park game, and that probably came out on the mid, was, when was that, mid, like, 2000s, 2004? No, like five, 20... six, or later. Fourteen. Holy shit! Don't ask me. I'm done. I'm out. I <laughs> no, thought it was way no. earlier than that.
4: There was a newer one too,
2: wasn't there? There was. There's one like uh, the, the fractured that. but whole. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not as nowhere near as good as this one was. I played them both because this one was phenomenally good. I thought I, I was really surprised. I wasn't going to play it, because I had, was for the same reason of, like, it's South Park, it's going to be, you know, dick and fart jokes, it's Trey Parker, and Matt Stone, and you know what they're all about. If you've seen any South Parks, you know their shit. But it, like, it, it wasn't that. It was actually a really fun, very basic, if calling me the lazy role player, it's a lazy role-playing game. It's, oh, okay. it's very... I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's obviously cartoony, but it's it's turn-based fighting, which is something I normally don't like either, which is pretty odd because I actually have two turn-based fighting games in my top five hidden gems. But it's just like the story is fun. It's all about, you know, it's, it's like fantasy storylines, you know, with all different types of wizardry t- stuff and, you know, everybody's playing there, you know, you have different characters and you can, you know, you recruit people to your team and when you, you know, go into fighting you have certain guys that go into fighting and you do turn-based fights and you have, you know, just basic fighting controls, you know, basically like two two moves and a super move or something, you know, and it's it's fun and it's more about the story, which is like it feels like it just keeps on going and it's actually a pretty interesting story and deep that you wouldn't expect that from a game titled South Park anything. Which is why I put it on my list. Hey, I'm going to say good choice.
6: Yeah.
3: Good choice. I am surprised about the turn-based uh, style game, like you choosing that. I wouldn't expect you to choose a game like that. Do you think it's because it's South Park?
2: I think it's because or... it's basic. It's a basic turn-based. You, know, it's it's a simple... crazy. you know, like if you think of uh, uh, what was it? super mario rpg you know that one the legend of the seven stars or whatever (laughs)
4: yeah yeah it's a lazy rpg (laughs) it's a lazy rpg
2: it's it's there's not the the fighting style the fighting part of it isn't like crazy difficult like a final fantasy type of thing or anything Mm -hmm. it's not no thank you you got a couple different moves you can do and that's it you know your your level ups are very basic you're not building you know all this different stuff it's Very simple. It's very easy for anybody to pick up and play, and it's yeah, it's not overwhelming. And it's actually and the story's interesting. I'll give it a shot and I'll play those kind of games.
3: You tell them they can keep that combo move bullshit.
2: (laughs) I want to hit one button and do
3: a move. Easy.
2: (laughs) If I have to time, if I have time it, hit with another button. Okay, maybe that's about (laughs) as far as I can go. That's it.
3: Awesome. Perfect.
2: I just
4: I know it was it was pretty popular, but I think only in some circles, right? So it was like yeah, in that perfect age range that is into South Park. I think it was pretty popular, but other than that, I could see it. I could see it being a hidden gem. So
2: yeah, I like it. It's uh yeah, I, I'd say it's probably a tweener, but I, I I like it more in the fact that it's because it's listed South Park. I think a lot of people get turned off by that, but yeah. if you can get past that. Um, the game itself is, is pretty amazing. All right, Drew. Your turn, Drew. I'm Snake. Number five. Let's oh, that's right. It, okay. I'm
3: literally a little Snake.
4: <laughs> you still a Snake. <laughs> uh, okay. Number five on my list is Prison Architect. Have either of you guys even heard
2: of this game? I have heard of this game, yeah, yeah, it's uh those little like eight almost like eight bit ish uh yeah type of thing where you yeah, you're in a prison you're you're in a prison and you're trying to get make an escape. is this the one you're trying to escape, or is this the other one where you build the prison? no,
4: no, I think that one is the escapists, I think is what you're yep. thinking
2: of that's the one I'm thinking of, okay.
4: Uh, Prison Architect is a prison building game, so it's kind of like a Sim City type of thing. Uh, it's a top-down view look, uh, but rather than building an entire city, you're building a prison, and it is s- just a phenomenally designed game. Uh, there were there's the, there's two main uh, people who built it, and it's just a small little publisher developer uh, introversion. Is the name of the the publisher or developer, sorry. And there, it's just, it was like two guys, uh, maybe a small team. And it was one of those ones that I picked it up in early access. Uh, And basically, the game is you're developing this prison. So you have to build all the walls, you have to build uh, the holding cells, you have to build the canteen. And you're slowly going through these different progressions where, okay, now your prisoners need a yard because they want somewhere to go and exercise, and oh, now they need uh, cells rather than just holding like a holding cell where you have like a lot of people all at once. They want individual cells, right? And if you don't kind of. Uh, cater to the prisoners a little bit they end up rioting and taking over and uh, if you have you know too many incidents in a certain amount of time uh, you know the mayor or governor comes down and starts cracking down on things uh, there's some money management because you you know it's a I think it's a for-profit prison so you're actually making money as the whole Hell yeah
3: right. <laughs> no, like it's, stamping license plates um, yeah private prisons the yeah. best
4: <laughs> you can Yeah, you can build, there's like a workshop area that you can actually end up then selling license plates and selling furniture and stuff that your prisoners are building. Uh, But what's nice is like, or what's cool, right, is all of those places are sources for contraband and sources for weapons. So like they built all of that into it as well, where each prisoner, you know, can be carrying around weapons and trying to store things. So then you might want to put in like... Uh, metal detectors but then people feel more oppressed and it's like this really big balancing act that you're trying to do uh and it's just super super fun um you know put all of the social issues with uh prisons and uh especially for profit prisons aside i think the game itself is really interesting and really well developed and uh i think there's even a mode where once you've built your prison you've got it up to like whatever level of security you want to uh, you can click a button and then you can actually become a prisoner inside your prison. (laughs) Um, I think there's actually a mode where if you fail enough times, like if there's, if you just get, you're such a bad warden, you could actually get locked up in your own prison. Um, But then there's another mode where you can actually try to escape your prison. And obviously since you built it, you have a good knowledge of like where any holes might be. So it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I really liked the development of it. I, like I said, I picked it up in early access originally. and Now it's fully released. It's been released for I don't know four or five years now. And uh, but they they used to give devlogs, like every week. They would release these YouTube videos with, "Hey, this is the latest stuff we have in there." And for me, kind of following along with something like that, like it, it kept drawing me back to the game because you kept wanting to see all the new stuff that they had in there. Um, and I thought that, I think the final pro the final piece is really nice as well. So that's it nice i like that
3: i uh i did not expect to hear a game well i will say i didn't expect to hear a prison building game was even a thing but <laughs> the fact when you start describing it that sounds like a drew game uh, <laughs> build them up simulation kind of simulation they're not really simulations but you kind of get what i mean there yep build them up style game i wouldn't be shocked if three of your top five are that kind of game uh we'll see <laughs> switch out from one of the other 25 know. you have listed <laughs> all right adam my number f- oh fuck and i got hit with the number four after shit yeah you do <laughs> okay <laughs> you want to do you want to do, do
2: nfl style draft you want to do a snake you don't want to do snake draft
3: no we'll just snake. we'll just snake. we'll do, snake. <laughs> we'll do- We'll we'll do we'll do it we'll just one we'll do it okay uh my fifth one this was one of the first games that popped in my head and my I actually because as might make it in the beginning or not I needed a lot of help to figure out what hidden games there are um I actually went to my sister and brother to be like hey what games do you remember playing a ton as kids because I didn't think we were playing very popular games which might throw off some of my list but. One of the first games we all mentioned was Lego Racers for Nintendo 64. It came out in 1999. And the reason I think we remember this more is because we were uh, the handful of kids that went to a kid's quest. If you don't know what a kid's quest is, that's probably a good thing. Kids Quest is the place that they attach next to casinos where the parents could
2: drop their kids for the day and then come pick them up at the end <laughs> yes. of the day. <laughs> I, mine was, I had to go to a bowling alley. We had a place in the bowling alley when my mom was bowling. <laughs> we got put into a room. Uh, I like the yeah, casino see, better. Okay,
3: so kids Quest is a little bit better than that. It's literally like a gigantic uh, play set. Uh, arcade mixed in one and you're basically playing with all the kids whose parents ditched them for the day uh, or in my family's experience for the week and you played with them in Kid's Quest (laughs) if you're ever in uh, Ho-Chunk, because I always call it Ho-Chunk Casino, in the Dells there is still a Kid's Quest there uh, and they've even (laughs) updated it it looks even cooler now, I'm like shit we missed out, Uh, anyway they had uh, those Nintendo sixty-four consoles where it was like the screen and it was had the attached controller and you could sit and play. They had those and they always had Lego racers. I always remember not really having Mario games. So I think the reason this is on my list is because uh, it rivals, you know, like Mario and it's a racer, four player racer game. The thing with Lego racers, they put a lot of effort into building your car. So you could build it piece by piece with Legos to make your car, obviously, within the game. The races, I don't remember being very difficult. There were some shortcuts. There were some cool things. They're, I remember them looking pretty good. I specifically remember, like, a island pirate-themed one. Uh, I feel like there's probably only, like, four tracks. Maybe there's probably more. That's what I remember, though. And the cool part was getting to build your Lego car, And because I love Legos. I remember that being, like, a hook for me to keep playing this. I probably spent more time just building random cars than probably doing the races. But this was also a time where, like, the three of us would just always play video games together. So anything we could all play together made it better. And then, like, we'd leave from being home, and you'd be playing this at Kids Quest. Like, there'd be no just no transition. You would be playing the same game you'd be playing at home with now random kids. (laughs) (laughs) Because our parents are all gambling. (laughs) Man,
4: they got an iPad station now.
3: Yeah, they got the, sh- the shit.
6: Man.
3: I'm telling you, there's like a five level, like one of those play sets you see at McDonald's, except it was like on steroids in there. Yeah.
4: This isn't a bad deal. It's 10 bucks a day.
3: <laughs> it's not a bad deal. Right. They would take us there the second it opened. <laughs> and then uh they would have my parents never they're like, "Oh, we'll be back in like 2 hours." That never happened. <laughs> so they'd have to start calling my parents' names out in the casino to figure out our meal plan for lunch and get them to come back to pay for lunch.
2: <laughs> they walk over They laughing. walk over it's throw terrible. you a
3: couple chips. <laughs> oh. And they
4: would
2: sorry. usually
3: they would usually pull us out and take us up to like a buffet because they probably had the points from wasting all their money on their cards and then they'd get free because we're kids. Oh, well, my dad, he would have been like, uh, 12, whatever like the age limit was, he'd always just say, whichever, whatever the highest age was, that was me. And then it would be lower <laughs> just to say we all got the free meals. So,
6: <laughs>
3: and no one was arguing with him, <laughs> not back then. <laughs>
4: Uh, Just so I don't put out it, misinformation, it's $10 an hour.
3: Oh, uh, so, Jesus. I was say, that's like a spin what of it was. roulette wheel, but you know. I wonder what it was back then. Oh, yeah, that's knows? crazy. That's oh, crazy. But that's my number five Lego right. Racers, specifically for Nintendo 64. I didn't even know it came out for PlayStation or PC, but <laughs> yeah. Nintendo 64 Lego Racers. Awesome. Sweet. Did you guys even hear that? Did you even know that was a thing? I've I, yes. think
4: I've. I think I knew about
3: it. Okay. I might look at that. I found a hidden gem. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Not <laughs> so down. good. The rest of this list. Here we go. Are we rolling in number four? Right in. Go for it. Number four. Uh, one of the other ones we mentioned while <laughs> messaging my brother and sister. <laughs> Super Monkey Ball uh, for GameCube. I. The reason I picked it is because I, I don't know. I'm sure these were popular games. I just remember specifically playing this one a ton, and it is not a game I would play now. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I don't have the patience for this kind of game. I, I didn't even look to see if this was super popular, if like great ratings. I don't. I didn't care. I was just like, you know, compared to games now. Like, this isn't something that people, I think, would spend money on, necessarily. And I remember just being addicted to trying to keep advancing levels, trying to do all the stages. We'd rotate out the controller, uh, because we'd all get frustrated. Um, And from what I saw, there's a ton of, like, sequels that came after. So, like, specifically that first Super Monkey Ball I, I remember playing, whether we were playing, like, the stages or... I think there was a, like, a mode where you could compete against each other and like switch off the controller, and then the next person tries to outdo what you just did. There's something like that, but that one popped into my head. I don't know if it's technically a hidden gem,
2: but uh, Super Monkey Ball. There's a new one coming out. No way. That's how popular is there really? it is. Well, I don't know. Uh, Six yeah. days ago, supposedly, there's a new Mon- Super Monkey Ball.
4: It's uh it's an iPad app or an iPhone app. Oh, there, there you go. go. The oh, that's how popular app. There it is.
2: It's See, on the That's That one seems like it'd be good for an app because it's just it's like marble madness ish, right? Uh,
3: one. yes. That's half of like phone games nowadays. It's just balancing something on your yeah, with your right. thumb on the screen or bouncing the your phone. Yeah, the phone itself. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. I like that one. Yeah.
2: A good Apparently,
3: one. it was in the arcade. There was Monkey Ball.
2: Yeah, why not does he have to like that. hold and lean like get stand there and actually lean yeah, left stand, and right oh off the edge oh dance quick, quick, quick,
4: quick. Dance, dance revolution
2: <laughs> yeah but with the with, with the a ball, monkey. with the
4: monkey the in it
3: yeah i <laughs> i am sure like i just think about when i played these games because you know if i played this when it came out probably not but close to i wasn't even 10 yet so like I don't know how I could play games like these back then. Cause I don't have that kind of patience now. I don't think I had that patience then, but this was at least what I just <laughs> remember this stupid GameCube controller and we would, we would all rotate cause it would be very quick to get frustrated. And then, uh, I remember my parents sitting in, we would all just five of us just rotate out the controller playing these levels, but, uh, yes. definitely not a game, not a game I'm playing now. I'd fall off the first level. I'd be like, I oh, fucked this. Why am I even doing this? This is stupid.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> True. All right. Bringing it back.
4: Okay, so uh, this game is called Mudrunner. Have you guys heard of this game?
2: I have heard of the game. Never played it.
4: There's a sequel out now called Snow Runner all right um but the mud runner was the original and i figured i'd throw the original on here because i think it's a little less low less known uh snow runner just came out i think last year uh but what this is is it's a like soft body physics modeled uh like mudding like trucking mudding game so your uh, mud runner was set in russia And you're like, have these like old big four wheel drive trucks that have monster tires. And, you know, some of the trucks that you end up with are like eight wheel drive, like Caterpillar style trucks. And it's all of the mud is just super cool, like super well modeled to where like you're putting the truck in low gear and you're just slowly crawling through this mud. And the object of the game is you're you're going around this map. You just kind of get put in with a single truck with limited gas and, you know, maybe not, it's, maybe it's a little in disrepair and there's different objectives. You have to go around and uh, the main objectives were to like gather logs from a logging place and bring them over to uh, like where they're building a house or something like that or building a bridge and things like that. And they've developed that even further in snow where you can actually like you bring these logs and different things to different places and it actually builds bridges to allow you to go further into the map Uh, The original one, they were just like these objectives that you had to fill. Um, But it's just super cool to be able to, you have to try to figure out like what is the right uh, truck that you need to bring down certain paths? What's the right way to go? Because some paths are, they seem a little bit faster, but there's much deeper mud and you could submerge the truck and not be able to get it out. Uh, There's a multiplayer aspect and winches on the trucks. So you can actually, you and your friends can go, and if you get stuck, your friend, your buddy can come in and try to winch you out of the mud. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it was originally known as Spin Tires. Um, any of the OG Spin Tires crew, uh, they changed the name to Mud Runner uh, when they went out of early access and fully released it. Uh, this this was a number of years ago, and then Snow Runner, like I said, just came out recently. So have any of you guys even heard of this one or taken a look at it at all?
2: I have I've heard of it, yeah, because 'cause I've seen it on Steam a good handful of times it's come up uh from some other games I bought, um and yeah, I mean it looks like you described it, I mean, it looks like it's you know you're you're taking a big ass truck through you know horrible terrain mud. And trying to mud mud hence the name yeah. <laughs>
3: What are we, some kind of Suicide Squad? Damn," said the name of the movie
2: in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a title. That's usually. <laughs> it's usually what we say whenever we they they say the name in the movie. It's like, and we have a title. God, stupid. This Sorry. was. Uh... You're supposed
4: to say credits. Roll credits. That's what. It roll,
3: is. Roll, credits. roll the credits. Roll yeah. them. Play the music.
4: What Let's are we, some them.
3: kind of squad? Squad.
2: <laughs> squad.
4: Well, this if was... you're if you're looking for a good game to pick up, I uh, highly recommend uh, Snow, Snow Runner for sure because it's brand new. It just came out last uh, last year, about a year ago. It's almost it's one year birthday.
2: Nice. This is also is done it, by so... Saber Interactive, which also uh, released 2K Battlegrounds WWE, which I <laughs> uh, doesn't your uh, favorite
3: game. Yeah, it's not buying it. Then he's like, <laughs> "Nope, I'm out
2: for that reason. I'm out."
3: I was going to ask you. If- this was kind of like a simulation or is it not it's actual a like game like it's not it's like when i hear it and you describe it it reminds me of like all the other like games that end in simulator you know i yeah, won't just start pointing them is, out yep. but is it is it like that sure
4: it's it is kind of like that um i would say it's not it doesn't go to the you know extent of like train simulator and some of those where
6: there's not really both a lot simulator? of
4: objectives or both like A lot of those are bus, you know, bus simulator. Um, A lot of those are all (laughs) about, like, the accuracy of, like, all the buttons in the bus or all the trains and, like, the accuracy of the locations and things like that. This is definitely more of a game where you have objectives that you're trying to meet. Uh, You know, there is some, you know, simulation where the mud is deforming around your tires and you could obviously you go into deeper mud or more shallow mud and it affects how the, how the, uh, the truck performs, but it's definitely not like a simulation game. So it's, I think it's really good.
3: It does sound like what you're describing. It's not the exact same as like one of those simulation games. Where you're literally sim- simulating the life of being a bus driver. Yeah, no. I drive my <laughs> truck for twelve hours, and I'm gonna go home and drive my truck in my simulations.
4: That's right. <laughs> uh, that one ended. That one. Uh, well, we can talk about it because it ended up on my <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of you guys will have it on there.
2: Oh, boy.
3: Oh man.
2: This reminds me but of yeah. a Simpsons episode with the where they in a got a VR headset on doing yard simulation. Uh, simulation and I was like you could we have
1: yard work to do at home <laughs> that is kinda of what it is <laughs> oh.
2: All right. I will
4: say with this with this one one of the one of the really cool things is like you're you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're trying to build these bridges and stuff and you're trying to you know big huge like 18 wheeler sized trailers full of pipes or something and you're almost to your objective, and all of a sudden you get stuck in the mud, and you're like, "God damn!" <laughs> so you you Seven have to ones. like warp to warp to some other uh, uh, truck that you've discovered somewhere else, drive it all the way over to where you are, and then winch up to it and pull yourself out. But it's just it. I don't know. It's I've said enough about it. I think it's a cool game. Check it out. Number four on my list.
2: Very good. Whoa, whoa! We're on a roller coaster there. Uh, everybody needs to see that. We're getting POV style right here. You All see right.
4: this? This is like selfie mode.
6: This
2: is yeah. kind of gross. Uh, my <laughs> number four. Uh, maybe another one you're going to argue with me. But I felt, like a it was a, I felt like it was a game not a lot of people played, even though it got high ratings. But I feel like it was a game that maybe a lot of people didn't really pay attention to. And it was called Bastion. Like bye bye, little Sebastian.
4: Not I'm not going to argue with you. All
2: right. I know the game. You know the game. Bastion, done by Supergiant Games. You might know their recent one, Hades, which is a actually really good game too. Uh, but this one, this one had more of a deep storyline. It was um, like the it was like an isometric view, so it was like kind of top, you know, almost top level, but on an angle. You know, I guess that's what they call an isometric view. So you're seeing that. And what was awesome about that one is like like the game would like build itself in front of you. Like the level would build in front of you as you kept going. So at the kind of it while you're walking, like stuff starts to show up and start the whole level starts to unfold in front of you rather than just you getting dropped into this big area or whatever, right? And it was really cool. It, I thought it was a really great story and You know, again, it's pretty basic stuff, you know, punch and kick type of game. You know, you got a couple extra superpowers, but it's more, you know, you're building up a couple different weapons that you can choose from. And, you know, you got a couple of your health potions and you level up just to upgrade your health and your, you know, kind of your magic to do your special move. Um, So nothing really like out of control crazy, but the fighting was really awesome. Really fun, different characters that you could play, that you fight against. And you're going through the story of like you wake up and there's this calamity happens and like everything was destroyed and you're going to go try and basically like rebuild the world. And you have to go through each different level to basically rebuild your your like home area of all your different stuff where you can you know craft your weapons and get your healing potions and all that different stuff. And you got to go through all the different levels to get that all rebuilt and it's just what the best part about it was the narration that's done um, because the game is narrated as you go and it's telling like it's narrating what you're doing like even when you die it narrates like how you died like oh you fall off the side of the side of the cliff and you perished and like just funny stuff like that and like everything the narrator's doing is just like describing what you're doing in the game which is kind of neat rather than just having a narrator to say something and then you go on your way like he like tells the story as you're going through. So it's like really fun to not only play the game itself but to actually have the narrator telling the story as you're walking through wow. each level and, and doing things. Um, so it made it just that much more entertaining of a game to play. So if you That's... haven't played it, I know it's been I know it was highly rated, um, but I feel like it's one of those games that still wasn't played too much. Or wasn't known about, so if you get a chance, mm-hmm. I hugely, hugely recommend Bastion.
3: I think that's fair, though. Like, a game can still be highly rated, but be like a overlooked hidden gem or whatever. Because that just means, you know, even the less people played it, it did very well, or people really enjoyed what they played probably not when you think about it, it's all about money instead of you know it's got three billion users and 25 percent of the people like the game but for some reason they still play it looking at you call of duty uh but yes <laughs> i was gonna say when when i so i did not hear of this game so i googled it quick and this looks to me from just seeing the couple pictures it reminds me of the ads for like typical mobile um games like mobile games that you see like when you're watching tv and you get like this little 15 second ad for whatever mobile game to download now yeah it looks like that i'm sure it probably is you know from what you described that's not it it's Go significantly to fo- better
2: foe.tv oh, yeah. and get your free copy today
3: <laughs> yeah and then they show the chick who's got her boobs hanging out playing it on twitch or whatever on the cor- in the corner yeah <laughs> yeah
2: you could you could be play against her you know <laughs>
3: Uh, so I'll say, Adam,
4: you're you're absolutely right in the the way that the advertising looks and the way that some of the screenshots look. But Dan, this this is a game that you had me download for the Switch, I believe, um, okay. a while back, and I had played through a little bit. I, I didn't finish it. It just didn't hit me like I think it hit you. But uh, it is definitely not a you know it's it's not a mobile game. I mean, no. maybe it could get ported to mobile, but it is like a full blown game. With, you know, fully thought out. This is, this is not a, like a microtransaction type BS type game. Like, this is, it's a really good game. So I agree. I think that was a good poll. All
6: right.
2: Very good. All right. Before we, before we move on to number three, I'm playing uh, a little bit of commercials to uh, get us around the horn.
0: Now a word from my
1: god, our sponsor. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the
3: average man. TheChairShot.com. Always use
1: your head. Coming
6: soon to TheChairShot.com. A special series.
1: The Total Package Series. Myself and Rance break down each wrestler in WWE according to ten categories. Looking to find the top wrestler with the Total Package. Join me and Carl Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Central Time for the Total Package series. Only on
6: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
4: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
2: All right. Number three for me. Adam's lost his shit. It's all over. It's yeah. The
3: Miz. Perfect 10. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, what's awesome,
2: man. though, is I think all my sound bites are back. The Miz? So. The Miz? Are they back? I think so. I got to try and open some other ones here. Do I dare I test it? The Miz? Nope. Well, nope. Here we go. I'm waiting for those to load. Let's see.
6: No commercials! No mercy!
2: Back, baby. Look at that. On the fly fixing. Nice. Alright, number three for me is a game from the PlayStation 2.
3: Oh, I might know this one then.
2: It's called Shadow of Rome. You got that one? Probably not. Because it is I don't think a game anybody's ever heard of. I don't know how I stumbled upon this one, but if you can find it and get a chance to play this game, they it was. This is one where another like a sequel was always talked about, but never ever happened because they ended it perfectly into a chance to make a sequel, and they never did. Uh, This game is awesome. It's a you know your classic adventure stealth. Uh, fighting you know game it's a third person type of game and it's it's built around the story of Julius Caesar obviously you know and him being murdered and basically his I forget it was his son Octavius um, you're playing as a couple different characters actually so you play as octavius as a kid doing like stealth missions where like you got to run through like a courtyard or different things to get around um you know the guards like when you want it when caesar gets murdered like you got to run around these guards to like see what's happening or listen to a conversation or all that kind of stuff um and then there's other parts where you go into a gladiator arena and you're a gladiator uh, playing this guy named Agrippa I'm looking it up to because I'm not gonna remember that fucking name um, <laughs> but you're basically in in the arena and you're fighting all these different characters and different you know guys and stuff like that um trying to you know win each battle and like prove your worth and all that kind of stuff so you're you know it's just this melee of big huge fight and like it goes it goes back and forth between these two different things so like you get like the best of both worlds and the story's awesome cuz i mean if you know you know if you like the story of julius caesar or like you know any of the rome stories or that you know empire and era of stuff you know you get to kind of live that and it's kind of neat that in that way and like just the way they put it together and the way they built the story where you're playing as different characters but bringing it all together at the end into one you know into one story and being able to do fighting, stealth, you know, action adventure, all the whole thing into one was just amazing. And it's just very unfortunate that they never came out with the sequel because it, it could have been really awesome. Uh, who knows? Maybe they will one day. But this is one like if you if you can get a hold of it, if you can find it, I, I highly recommend playing this one.
3: you hmm. I thought I would know it when you said PS2. Didn't you know this so. yeah. one. I yeah. recognize from seeing a couple screenshots, though, that looks like
2: classic Capcom with the lettering and. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All That's the total Capcom, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome because it's just you're, you know, you have your, you have stealth levels and then you have levels where you're, you know, you're just this gladiator in the arena just taking down waves of enemies and, and stuff like that and boss battles. So it's just, it's fun that you, you can, you get different perspectives you know in each different scene and different spots and you're not just being one character it's kind of neat
3: i do like that i like
2: and i think that's what's good
3: i feel like what was really good about games back then too is mix of type of game within a game so like you just shouldn't run and slash for six to ten hours like there's some mix of variety well, it sounds like this. That's what this is. The, you're listing games yeah. that I would not expect you to enjoy. If we're being honest here, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, this one's pretty. This one's right up my alley, though. This one's a stealth and a you know and a hack and slash type of you know hack them, slash fighting em. one. Loot em. So I like it. This is a uh, this one's right up my alley. Sweet. There you go. That's number. I three. can't
3: be. I'm not of much help in this one. I'm not going to know any of your random games you guys pick because they're all three <laughs> times
2: my age. Hey, now. <laughs> Easy there. Uh,
4: well, uh, my next one came out in 2014. So no excuses. Go.
3: Well, that can't be a hidden gem then. So you're <laughs> failing today. It's too It's too new
4: to be a hidden gem.
3: <laughs> it just came out last month. It's a hidden gem. No? Yeah, right. <laughs> no one knows
2: about it. You may have never heard of it because it never got released. That's right. <laughs> That's probably the right thing to
3: do since they all get released broken nowadays. <laughs>
4: uh, okay, so my number three is a game called The Talos Principle. You guys nice. played that one?
2: I have. Right. I played a bit of it. It's a good one. It's a good one, though.
4: So, The Talos Principle, it's a puzzle game. So it, you are, it's like a first-person puzzle game. So you're this, like, Android robot-type thing, and you're running around uh, solving all these different puzzles. And, you know, there are different light puzzles where you have to direct lasers a certain way, and you get blocked by barriers, so you have to kind of figure out how to turn off the barrier first before you can push the light in the right way to get it to the ending. Um and you're kind of collecting these runes throughout. Uh, but what's really slick is that the story is really kind of compelling. Because throughout it, you're, you're basically reading these different stories about the fall of civilization. Uh, and you come to find out that you're this AI uh, android that's being tested through all of these things. And you're trying to recreate what happened uh, to civilization when it fell. Um, and... I I won't spoil it too far, but there are multiple endings based on some different choices that you make throughout. So it's one of those things where it's like just this kind of puzzle game, which at the start of it seems like, okay, I can get into this different puzzles. You know, you got to kind of figure it out, be clever on how to, you know, finish these things. Uh, But by the end of it, you're like totally engrossed in this story of trying to figure out what happened to these people and, um... You you have some decisions to make towards the end of the game on whether you want to kind of comply with certain things or go on your own path. So uh, it's a it's a really really cool game. Uh, it's put together by Crow Team, uh, who's the same uh, people who made *Serious Sam*. Um,
6: nice.
4: So this is not a first-person shooter by any means. This is definitely a you know low-key puzzle game. Uh, put it in perspective, I think it took me probably about thirty hours to get through it. They did uh, later, I think in 2017, released a VR version of the game. Um, So I've played through that a little bit, uh, but didn't really get into it too much. But I think that's pretty cool as well. So, so yeah, Dan, you played it a little bit. What did you think?
2: That's actually the version I played was the VR version. I had never played it, um, you know, before that. But it, you know, came out in VR when I first got my VR uh, system last year and. Yeah, I was like, I tried to find everything I could play for the most part, and that one looked pretty interesting. I, I didn't get too far into it, but it was pretty neat playing it in VR, like if you get the opportunity, yeah. just because you get to, you know, walk around, you know, not just first person, but literally in the game. So it's kind of neat. Yep. And yeah, same thing with the, you got some puzzles that you got to do. You know, you're walking around this, you know, town square almost, and you're, trying to solve these little puzzles I, I didn't get too far into it but it was one of those that was yeah it's definitely one you could get into if you're into those puzzle games if you like even if you like games like mist or or things like that yeah. too you could yep you'll really dig this one
3: it kind of like without it being what i'm about to say because it isn't clearly that but it kind of reminds me of portal looking at like just mm-hmm. A couple clips and some of the like pictures of it and just like ca- like how the puzzles are i think that's why it kind of makes me think portal without ever having played it or really watching like a gameplay video here just kind of using <laughs> screenshots to say what it looks like it kind of reminds me of that but like not in like you know how portal is like kind of almost open world compared to portal but uh the first thing I thought when I saw the like the guy, I assume you play as this like AI robot character. Yep. Uh, totally reminds me of like iRobot. So I'm gonna say it's yeah. iRobot Robot mixed with portal. That's your game, the Talos principle.
1: Yeah.
4: It's uh it's it's definitely a slow burn. It's one of those where uh, if you're not as interested in the story, you can kind of whip through it pretty quickly. But if you are interested in the story, it's a lot of reading. Because there's no, there's a little bit of narration, but really the story comes from reading uh, kind of stories that are on these terminals scattered around uh, the locations. Sure. And you're kind of reading through the history of it. So it's it's a lot of reading. It can get to be a lot. I know, I think that kind of got to me a little bit. I was like, okay, I got to read another five pages. I just want to play this game, right?
3: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but, That's my problem. Uh, yeah. I'm not a reader when it comes to video games. like. Yeah. If you're like, it depends on it too. Like, if it's constant talking, like even with like, I'm thinking like Fallout. I wouldn't, I wouldn't read everything just because I'm like, I don't have. To, I want to play the game. You know, I. Th- some people are like that. I guess some people like it. Uh, collecting all your shit in like the horror games and reading every single note and shit when you collect like those pages. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to play that kind of game.
2: <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> All right. Adam? Oh, shit. Freezies? <laughs> Come on. It's going to keep coming back, back to you. you know. I
3: got to go back to my tab because uh, I have to Google your guys' games because I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so this one uh, mentioned before, potentially already on the podcast. I have no idea because of when we're actually going to start the actual recording of this thing. But I did not believe this was a... Uh, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, I didn't believe this was a hidden gem, but I think it was one of the first games that popped in my head, but I just didn't think it would be, was Simpsons Hit and Run. Um, I think all of us know what it is. I am sure if you're listening, you've probably heard of Simpsons Hit and Run. And I am almost shocked it came out in 2003 because it didn't, I would have thought later, but it totally makes sense. I remember playing this on, uh, I remember actually having it for PlayStation 2 and GameCube. But um, I, it was Simpsons. Back then, I think I watched Simpsons way more. Uh, my brother and I definitely watched it a ton. I don't watch it nearly as much now. <laughs> Pretty much not at all. But I loved playing as the different characters, the different cars they had. It's like a taxi game. You know, You'd go as quickly as you can from spot to spot, picking up classic Simpsons characters, dropping off at whatever area. There was like a, I think there was a single... Player mode wasn't there. Like there was, I know there was a couple maps. There was like a whole like intro into the game. It wasn't just you could do a free for all too. I believe like just the fact that at that point in time it was Simpsons characters, cars created for each Simpsons character, doing a taxi style game, which I think is a pretty simple concept. I think it was based on I would have not guessed Grand Theft Auto 3, but I totally get it how it was inspired by Grand Theft Auto 3. Like it was kind of the kid version, right? Like we were even though we were playing Grand Theft Auto 3, like my brother and I uh when we probably shouldn't have been. The Simpsons made it kind of fun because it was Simpsons. Yeah. And I just really enjoyed the character aspect, like them having their little sayings, saying things that you might maybe not recognize from like the show, but would definitely be their character. And then exploring the, t- the couple maps, which was, like, you know, the whole, essentially, town. Um, we always had a lot of fun. And even if we didn't really truly play it to, like, compete in the game and try to do better or whatever, exploring and just being dumb, driving on the grass, running over things. You could run over people. Like, you just all the stupid shit you wanted. But, like, in a Simpsons universe, I, that was a ton of fun. And I didn't look to see, like... I believe it's extremely popular because that's just like my how I feel of the game. Um, I could only imagine sales were probably pretty good on this. Like maybe it wasn't it probably wasn't like a top selling game of all time type thing. But I I know with you two, at least, you know, of the game, you probably both like the game or think it's pretty popular, whether it's truly overlooked or hidden gem. I don't know. But compared to other games out at the time, maybe because I think it was intended for a different type of audience. Um, Still a ton of fun.
4: I think for for me, my memory of this game is renting it from Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, for yep, my PlayStation yep, Two. Yep, yep. So, and the fact that that's the memory that sticks in my head is pretty nuts. But I, I mean, I remember taking this home, and you'd have it for like a weekend, you know, a couple of days or something like that, and okay. that was it. Um, so, I definitely we definitely didn't own this game, uh, but I definitely still remember it from playing it like that, and and yeah, it was. You're absolutely right. It was definitely Grand Theft Auto, but geared towards a younger crowd, Mm
6: -hmm.
3: right?
4: That it didn't have all the, I was going to say violence, but it definitely still had violence.
3: It's it's a different (laughs) cartoon violence.
4: violence. That's all, that's all fun. It's different. (laughs) It it didn't have the gore and the adult (laughs) themes that, uh, Grand Theft Auto had, but, uh, yeah, no, great poll. I think it's definitely, I think it did have some critical, critical acclaim, uh, but at the same time, I mean it it, it was nowhere near what Grandfat Auto had. So I think this is a good hidden gem.
2: I think it's I think it's one that, you know, kind of falls in line with my South Park pick where it's, you know, if you look at it and think Simpsons, you're kinda of like, ah, you know, it's gonna be yeah. a Simpsons game, it's kitty, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But once you play the game, it's like this is a lot of fun. You know, it's it's stupid fun. It's nothing, you know, it's one of those games you can just turn on and just kind of just play like you said you could go just explore around it's nothing you have to really like super focus on but it's still entertaining as hell you know you're just going mm-hmm. to collect these random things and all that and i think it's one that you know like you said with with everything else that was you know grand theft auto 3 and you know the bigger games that were out there this is one that kind of just gets lost in the shuffle because you don't you know it's one you don't think about and you know when you see the name of the game you're kind of like oh, okay great but the game itself mm-hmm. if you can if you get it and you play it it's like, man, this is, you can look past some things and it's a lot of fun to just drive around as Simpsons characters. And like I said, more exploring the town necessarily than, you know, completing some quests. But just to be able to be, like, in the town of Springfield is is always fun, especially if you're a Simpsons mm-hmm. fan. Oh, exactly. Like,
3: it kind of is like an arcade-style game, but not, you know, going to an arcade and play it. And I think, I just remember having a ton of fun playing this game and probably never actually, like, truly beating the game. I remember unlocking all the characters that you could play as. Um, like, the it wasn't the full list of Simpsons characters. But it was, a, like, a good amount. And you unlock it just to see what car they had. Like, to see what kind of, like, who they gave what kind of car. Uh, I just remember, I'm not really good at remembering S- Simpsons character names. But the drunk. Is that Barney? That is Barney. Fucking nailed it. I'm pretty sure... Barney i thought he had a car but now that i'm thinking about it i don't feel like he had the snow plow that would have probably been one of homer's cars
2: most likely but whatever it was yeah he was the plow king barney so he could have had a plow he probably I don't, had the I don't remember who had what yeah he probably had the snow plow all of, like
3: all i'm trying to point out like yeah they had different like they put effort in and like
2: you knew your simpsons
3: characters you know even though at the time I did but and then they had their specific car get up and it was all different and they had their quirks that's a lot of effort into a game that you know was essentially intended probably for the younger generation um it definitely hooked us and like that blockbuster comment is fucking spot on like <laughs> i can't even think i wish i could think of all the games we rented from blockbuster and would continually rent and we should have just had like we couldn't buy games at the time so like our parents would have had to buy it for us and instead it was just uh keep the blockbuster game we'll go re-rent it or uh we'll return it a day late <laughs> who cares right <laughs> probably like a five dollar fee what a bunch of garbage i wonder that business yeah. model didn't $1. work $1.99 uh, <laughs> rental but a
2: $5 late fee
3: <laughs> if you don't have it back within 24 hours
2: yeah. mm-hmm. get it in the slot Get it That's back
3: right. in the slot. The night drop, <laughs> and baby. then a and then a kiosk put them out of business.
2: <laughs> the Red robots, Box. a robot, yeah. robot put them out of
3: business. And those are still in stores, which is insane. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're getting way off topic. Yeah, I got to swing around, swing, swing around, around. To number two now. Drop, drop a deuce yeah. on everybody. Dropping the deuce. Um, I believe this is a hidden gem only because of, um granted i will say it was released by 2k sports uh i've mentioned this on a podcast i don't even know how many episodes ago but this is the bigs 2 by 2k sports it was a baseball video game meant to be the mix of simulation and arcade uh the reason we had bought this is because prince fielder was on the cover so we had to have it because we're all homers here um The reason I am considering this hidden gem was the style game. And I think it's a lot of like, why you like whatever the hell that baseball game is, Dan, that you haven't actually played a game of. Super (laughs) mega
2: baseball three.
3: (laughs) But the reason I think it's a hidden gem is because granted it is EA it's 2k sport. Well, I don't think it was EA. I know 2k sports. Um, yeah, it's 2k sports. The reason I think I say it's that is because it wasn't, Fitting the mold of like the baseball games that were big, um, because at the same time, roughly this was 2009, 10 ish, I want to say, you could be playing at that time the 2K baseball game, you could have gotten the show, I think that was coming out then too. Like, this was kind of the back burner. Uh, I will say ratings are not good on it from back then. Um, but what I liked about this, and because of the reason it got me hooked is because of Prince Fielder, they had a couple different modes um for a baseball game that didn't make you feel like you're playing a three-hour simulation like why would someone want to do that for one baseball game but anyway uh you could do you can play a full 162 game season which you couldn't do on the like the first one you would be able to be like a player and a general manager so i remember doing the general manager stuff and getting hooked to that stuff that you like dan as well like you could do all the you know trade draft stuff you do to manage your team but it had an arcade feel to the game so like what i remember playing was the legend mode i love playing where i create my own character and i get him through the ranks of a game i don't care if it's sports or not sports like i love doing that and um they had it and i had to remember because i remember there was something funny about it is that you're a character (laughs) your character like you, you in general you're always like the same character but you get to make him look and have the nickname you want is you were recovering from an injury in the Mexican League and then all of a sudden you're making your you're trying to become a legend in the big leagues wait a
2: minute <laughs> that sounds like Major League <laughs> it does, movie. It really does. <laughs> oh my god it's perfect it's such a funny idea it's so
3: good but like I remember creating my my character playing for the Brewers. And when this was the time, like Ryan Braun was just coming up, uh, Prince Fielder's on team. It was like all the Brewers players. I remember loving and watching because I'd lo- like going to baseball games. was my favorite thing. Uh, so these are a lot of my favorite players back then remembering and getting, being able to be on that team and have an arcade feel to play the full season. Like you, it was a lot of timing base where you hit the button. It was very simple the diamond was the buttons, so you didn't have to like do all the crazy analog stiff stick stuff there is now. It was because of arcades, you like do build up your power up. Like if you timed things, you made good plays and did the timing correct. Like you were pretty much locking in. You were hitting home runs and doing amazing diving catches and home run. Like I remember you could jump on the fence and jump like they always overdid it, but like you jump like a hundred feet in the air to catch a ball, to rob a home run when they, when the opposing team had like a power hit. So like, like it was like the stupid shit you would expect in a arcade version of a baseball game, but enough simulation mixed in to make you feel like you're still playing a baseball game. And because it had, like I said, now four times or whatever, Prince Fielder on it, being a Homer being like, Oh, I love Prince Fielder. I need that game. And, Finding a game that I thought was a good mix for, of all things baseball, to still keep enjoying playing it, because I when it's a full simulation, I just don't enjoy it. Um, I thought it was perfect. And I I look back and I'm like, man, I wish I would make another one of these because I would buy it right now. I don't care if it was $70. Granted, I don't think they're ever going to do that again. It seems like they've hit their stride with simulation only or you're a super mega baseball, apparently. Well done. Yeah.
1: Dynamite drop in money and broadcast school has really paid off.
2: <laughs> I gotta watch those this weekend. Uh, fucking those phenomenal. phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I, that's I've never played that one. Yeah, I've played a hand I'm not obviously not the biggest baseball game fan, so I haven't played a ton of them. From maybe RBI baseball to Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. For the Super Nintendo, which is probably my all-time all-time favorite, um, to um, MLB Power Pros on the Wii, so I kind of missed all these when it when it, when it was out on the Wii. I was playing that one instead. So yeah, probably one I would have gotten into. It sounds like actually because it's more of an arcade base, but has that simulation feel in a sense to it because that's kind of up my alley. Because I'm not the biggest, I'm not the best at baseball when it comes to baseball games and everything. But well, that.
3: That's what I think too, because I feel like I'm good at like the baseball simulation games. I just think they're super boring. And I think this was a very good blend. And I think how you've described super mega baseball, it's very much that where it's, it's kind of an arcade take on a baseball game. So you don't have to be like, Oh, I better fucking get as close to the screen as I can. So I can tell if it's going to be a curveball or a fastball in 0.3 seconds, because this is supposed to be real life. Like, no, this yeah. is just have some timing and mash the one button. And if you built up your power up, you're going to hit a Homer. Like, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not crazy. And I think that's, right. what's the good mix. It keeps it fun, but kind of realistic. At least you get all the players, you know, and stuff like that. So like, I definitely if this came back around or like somehow could play it now, I definitely would and I would recommend it for sure. Very good.
4: Drew? Very good. The two? So number two.
2: It's a VR game. Oh boy. So it's very hidden since only certain people have VR. Yeah. Oh. Uh
4: this is called VTAL VR. Dan, did you play this one?
2: I have not played no. this one. I don't. I thought you. I thought you talked about this.
4: I think okay. I did talk about it at some point.
3: Is this the um, vertical lift and uh, whatever takeoff? <laughs>
4: vertical takeoff and land. <laughs> Vtol.
2: <laughs> yes, because I remember so, asking you about this one. Uh, right? Didn't I ask you about this one if it would be worth downloading because it was free technically? Well, and I think I would have said yes for sure uh, if you did. Yeah, I think I remember this one now.
4: Okay, uh, this this game is to date the most realistic flight simulator that I've found in VR, and I'll, I'll I'll maybe kick that back a little bit. Rather than realistic, most fun, but yet still realistic video VR video game. Right. This isn't the super simulator style. Like there's this one out there called DCS something or other where you have to pay like a bunch of money for individual aircraft and they're like expertly modeled to be exactly what the real airplane is like. And this isn't that. This is like a more of an arcade style uh, flight simulator, but in a VR where, man, I tell you, like you, (laughs) this is one of those VR experiences that I think everybody should have. Uh, if you, if you own a VR, you need to own a game, either this game or a game like it. Um, especially if you have any interest in, in flying at all, because it's just, it's a completely different experience to anything else I've ever had in VR where you're, you're actually still sitting down, right? You're sitting down like you would in an aircraft, but man, is it just amazing to be flying around in this airplane? Your body feels like you're moving around. It feels like you're upside down when you roll over and it's, I, I really can't say enough about it, uh, but there's just not enough people out there that know about it. So you gotta, this is definitely a good hidden gem that Dan, you for sure, if you can find it for cheap, uh, well, it's 20% off right now. It's $24 on steam. Right. Um, so uh, if you can find it on sale, find it cheap. This is definitely one I would recommend. And it's a really good, really really good game
2: you mentioned dcs is that one initially free to download and then you have to buy the ones because maybe that's the one i was thinking of when i was yes okay that must be the one i was thinking of when i first looked so i don't know dc uh
4: dcs world i think it's called
2: yep
5: and
4: okay and yeah it's that game is i've i've tried it it's probably the steepest learning curve I've ever been involved with because like literally you just got plopped into a Russian aircraft. Everything's in Russian. Nobody tells you anything and you have to try to figure out how to take off. So I think really what you're supposed to do is like actually do some research outside of the game and figure out how to, how to do this either that, or I just don't know what I'm doing in the game. Um, but VTOL <laughs> VR is a completely different experience. It it actually has a tutorial mode where you can it, it drops you in it actually talks you through how to you know, turn on the engines and do everything like there are fully you know fully usable buttons that you actually have to interact with with your controllers, um, but you know it walks you through what all of those buttons do rather than just dropping you into an airplane uh, and everything's in Russian.
2: Good luck. <laughs> Put it in H. <laughs> What? <laughs> it an age? Do I know? <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Is this is such a hidden gem that I just looked it up on Steam and it is already in my Steam library. <laughs> <laughs> you already own it. Fairly, I bought it at some point. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god! You ah, guys have funny. a
3: you guys have a problem.
2: Steam's a problem. <laughs> Steam is a problem. <laughs> What the hell? Well, yeah, apparently
4: I bought it. I don't know. So... I don't know if you know this, but if you have over twenty five thousand uh, games in your account, Steam has been crashing for the past couple of weeks. So. Oh, shit. Wow. It's a serious problem that's been going around. Uh, Jesus, hilarious.
6: Oh,
2: <laughs> well, so well, I know what next I, I game know what I'm you're doing tomorrow. Yeah, I know Play what I'm going to install and and run here. So that's what I'll be doing tomorrow.
6: <clears throat>
2: Thank God for Friday's off. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm hey <sighs> It's the best. Okay. Number two for me. Uh, this one is the other turn-based RPG game I was talking about, and it is... A, this is very much a child's game, but it is ridiculously fun. It's called Costume Quest. Have you ever heard of Costume Quest? You've brought this up before, haven't you? I have. I have brought this up. I came across this one on Xbox Live way back when. I think it came out in 2010. I don't remember when I actually um, downloaded and played it, but it came across when I had my Xbox 360 hooked up, and I was like, oh, this one looks, you know, it looks kind of goofy. You know, it's really, you know, very cartoony game and everything, and it looked, you know, it looked just kind of fun, stupid fun, and it was cheap. I think, like, I don't even know what it costs nowadays, but I, you could probably get it, you know, if you can get it for like five bucks or something like that, I think. Um, but it's, it's basically like Halloween night and you're like these two kids and you go trick or treating or whatever. And you're in this, you're in a costume and you're, you know, you and your sister are going trick or treating and, um, you realize some shit's going on or whatever. And these, um, uh, gremlins or whatever, or whatever goblins I guess Um, they call them grubbins I'm just looking up now they call them grubbins little goblin looking dudes right end up like kidnapping your sister right and so you're trying to basically get her back and you're like you can go like house to house like trick or treating and like you're either going to get a random like oh it's a regular person and you get a bunch of candy which is like your experience points or you're going to fight a grubbin is going to be at the door and then you go into a fight And it's a, you know, turn-based little fight. And it's the same kind of fighting where it's just, like, you got, you know, two moves or whatever. And, like, you know, you can do a healing or you can do... And then you end up having, like, a super move that you can do. And so the fighting's really basic, really easy and, you know, pretty fun. And then you're just... You're going around this town and you're collecting things and you're talking to kids and trying to recruit them to be on your party in your team. And you can go around and collect, like, you, if you go around the town, you can end up collecting pieces of new costumes. And you can build new costumes, which turn into a new character if you take that one in to the fight. And you have different movesets based on the costume you're wearing. And so the whole thing's basically doing all that, going through trying to just rescue your sister. And you go into different levels, like you start in the town, and then you go into, like, the cemetery area. And then you go, like couple other areas wherever I think one's inside like the movie theater mall or something and you know you're just walking around and you either you can you know you run into these guys who are out you know walking around or into a, in a house and you just can go after them and then you fight them and you gain experience and upgrade your levels upgrade your power and stuff like that but really simple stuff again my favorite lazy rpg
5: <laughs> and it's you know yep. <laughs> obviously very
2: very kiddie game um, but it's like you get so much fun out of it. Like I think when I I think back when it was, you know, initially out, it was only it was still only fifteen bucks because it's like, it's not the longest game, but it's long enough that you get enough entertainment out of it. So if you can download this one, I know it's on Steam. It's everywhere basically now, so you can get it. And I think I've seen it on sale for even for less than five bucks in a lot of places, even. So go get this one for sure. Um, costume. There was a downloadable content for the first one that they came out with with a little extra um, level and then they also came out with Custom Quest 2 which was sadly a little disappointing because it was like insanely short like once it was like all of a sudden you're it was done and you're like what this is that's it it's over like fuck that sucked Um, so it definitely didn't have as much as the first one did so if you can play the first one for sure Um, it's it's stupid entertaining it's definitely well worth your time well worth a couple bucks to, to go play
4: you can get both of them right now for in a bundle for twenty dollars.
2: Mm-hmm. Twenty bucks, eh? Yeah. On Steam. Yeah. 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 There you go.
3: Or buy it for ten dollars if you don't want the second one, based on your recommendation.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can get the bundle, I mean, the second one's not—it's not horrible to play. It's just very short. It was just—it was disappointingly short. But the first one was definitely the best, and you know, had some good boss battles when you get towards the end, and you get to use your like superpowers as your character, and like he turns into like, like basically your first character is almost like, um, oh Transformers Optimus Prime ish kind of guy, and you like hit your superpower when he like converts into this big old fucking robot dude and shoots some, you know, missiles at your at the bad guys. So it's like it's it's stupid fun stuff like that. You know, very easy to play. Um, one of those you can just lay back and enjoy kind of ones. There you go. That's my number two. Uh, nice. You okay. got swing it back around. Swing it back around. But first, I'm going to play a short little commercial before we hit our number ones. There we go.
5: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
4: Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling?
2: All right, it's time for the number ones. Number one for me. Beyond Good and Evil. Anybody? I
4: have no idea what
2: you're talking about. No idea. Beyond Good and Evil. Um, If you have not played this game, which it sounds like neither of you even know what it is, go find it, go play it. It's out there for Steam. It's out there for every system. This is a third person, you know, action-adventure type of game. Uh, You play as this um, girl called Jade um, who is basically like a photographer you carry around this this camera and you go through and it's like puzzle solving, there's stealth, there's regular, just standard fighting, there's a couple racing sections where you're in a I think it's, um, I don't know if it was car racing or, no, I'm not going to remember, car racing or in a boat racing type of thing. Um, Like it has all the elements of an action-adventure game. The story is just so much fun where you're basically trying to unearth this conspiracy of like aliens who are trying to take over, and you have to basically take pictures of things that are going on, so you like stealth your way into areas to like take photographs of shit that's happening so that you can prove that this stuff is really going on, and you're basically being, you know, you're fighting over a resistance that you know is trying to you know stop you from doing these kind of things, um, so it's like I, I don't, I don't know, I don't even know how else to describe this game. It's actually one game of the year in 2004, <laughs> um, but yet it seems like nobody knows what this game is. And this is the one I was afraid you might have had as your number one, Drew, because you mentioned that they've no. been talking about a sequel but never have been brought a sequel, like this has been talked about for a sequel. Every year, and it always seems like, yep, it's coming, it's coming, and it never shows up. But hmm. this one, it's amazing. Like you, you got like some, some partners that go with you, but it's basically just you, you know, walking around levels, and it's just like, like a Zelda game or like any other of those third person games around that time, you know, with like the Ocarina of Times and all those. Like you're just in this third person view and doing like everything puzzles and just regular fighting it's like it's amazing and then you get this um you end up getting like i think i was talking about the racing part you get a like a hovercraft type of thing that you can travel around the world with around the towns and stuff um it's just got everything and it's like i've played this game like i think three times in total just between and bought it three different times to play it because it's just so fun <laughs> you know one of those like you get a new system and it's like i want to play this game because it's just so entertaining to play Nice.
3: That's, uh, you just described Grand Theft Auto, right? For millions and millions of people? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: Well, not the game.
3: Buying it four times over or whatever.
2: Yeah. I think I'd feel like this one is almost like. I don't know why. Ratchet and Clank before Ratchet and Clank happened. You know? I get what you.
3: You know what? I totally get that from just looking at, like. But add stealth. Just a couple screenshots of, like. Battling Em en- uh, Emily's, battling Emily's. That's what it looks like. Enemies. I have never heard of this, but that's also the problem. I play AAA popular games. It's all I do.
2: Yeah, this is one I would. I couldn't recommend more than more than enough to play because if you just like your action adventures, and any of those yeah. type of third person games, like the. Even if you like the newest ones like an uncharted or tomb Raider or anything like I feel like this is in the same vein but just obviously older so the graphics aren't gonna be as good it's I feel like it's something in between those like Zelda type of games from the n64 mm-hmm. to you know the more current type of games like uncharted like that's it's got all those elements put together
3: it says well, uh it says a prequel was announced at e3 2017. That's hey. uh,
4: that's this one. The uh, two. Yeah. Beyond Good and Evil 2.
2: Yeah. That one that's they've talked about every single time and have never happened since this game was released. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah.
4: 2023.
2: sure, 20,
4: 20.
2: 20. 2077. It's one of those you believe it. It's going to happen when. Oh, that's uh, my number one. This game. <laughs> <laughs> this game take, takes place in 2435. That's when the sequel is going to come out. Probably go. when this yeah. isn't how anyone plays video games anymore. Mm-hmm.
3: We've all seen ready player one. That's the future we're headed towards. It is. It is. Yeah. I would love that future. Let's be honest here. I would thrive in that future. <laughs> I,
6: love
2: it. I would love it. Yeah. So Damn. I didn't do this game much justice in uh, my description of it, but seriously, it's awesome. If you're, if you're into this genre and you haven't played this game, you got to go play it.
3: Puzzle solving and stealth. Nothing wrong with that. Puzzle solving, that stealth, like a lot of races, popular...
2: racing. Uh, that's a lot of popular games
3: right now. Like, a lot of popular games. That's the mix. That's what it is. Adventure, some fighting, stealth, puzzles. That's uh, every fucking uh, shit. Nathan Drake. Why can't I think Uncharted. it was fucking... Game. Uncharted.
2: <laughs> Why couldn't I think of the name in <laughs> the games? Jesus. <laughs> you got the hard I, don't, part. I don't know if I... I don't know if I can run it.
4: It says I need a 700 megahertz Pentium 3. Oof. Dude, it's going to be tough. Uh,
2: I'll have to go to my local Milwaukee PC and see if they got anything for me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh. oh, man. I need my 32 megabyte video card. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it's 64 megabytes of RAM.
2: <laughs> I think you got it. I think you can get it. I think you can do that. <laughs> I'll probably play that on my Surface. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, all right. Number two, number one, Drew. Ones. Where am I at?
4: Number one, number one, is Herbal Space Program. Nice. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I know exactly you what you're talking with,
2: about. You had me with the herb herbs. I know exactly herbs? what you're talking about. I tried playing this game, but I am not enough of an engineer to actually build myself a good spacecraft <laughs> to even get it off the ground. <laughs> I would have guessed that was the type of game. You know what?
3: That's that's the great way to put that. Drew loves engineer type games. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's almost like I'm an engineer or something. Weird. That's weird. what you do? I didn't know that's what you did. <laughs>
4: it's what I used to do. Like uh, so, in his younger yeah, days. It's <laughs>
6: yeah
4: right. this is a, it's Kerbal space program. So Dan, you're right. it's it's definitely th- this is one that does have a steep learning curve. Um, there there is a uh, so it's a space program, right? so you're it's a simulation type game where you're designing, building, developing your own spacecraft. Uh, you can do you know standard rocketry and actually do, you know straight up in the air style spacecraft. Uh, you can do airplanes and, uh, half of the game is kind of building and developing these spacecraft. And then the other half is actually flying them into the air. Uh, and there's a whole solar system that's modeled. It, you know, is modeled after, uh, our solar system. So Kerbal is, uh, the earth style. Uh, there's a, you know, there's an earth, or, sorry, there's a moon, uh, Turbo actually has a second moon called Minmus that uh, rotates around it as well. Um, but then there's other planets that you can get to as well. And uh, you do kind of need to know some rocket science to actually make this work. I It's, uh, it's pretty amazing that it's kind of built into a game. And that's probably a big reason as to why this is a hidden gem. Because a lot of people, I think, get intimidated by it. Um, but it is it is so much fun to actually get something working and get something into orbit. And then once you get into orbit, figure out how to get it to the moon. And then once you're at the moon, figure out how to land on the moon. Um, it's, I, I will say like for me to get to that point, to be able to do that stuff, like it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of watching YouTube videos of other people doing it and kind of figuring out, you know, the tips and tricks that they were using. Um, But kind of it was a little bit of just learning uh, some rocket science and kind of learning uh, how that how that works. And it I kind of viewed it as a cool learning experience to kind of go down that path. But um, it's a really cool game. You you play as these little kerbals. They're these little green men. They're like little aliens. Um, They're awesome. This game came out. I think officially came out a couple of years ago. Uh, there is a sequel that is going to be coming out. I think either next year or the year after uh, it got delayed a little bit due to COVID uh, like everything else, but uh, I can't wait for the next one. The modding community in this uh, for this game is insane. Um, you know, you can mod. You can the Kerbal itself is Earth style, but it's I think one tenth the size of Earth to try to make it a little bit easier for you to actually get off the ground and everything. Um, but you can do have mods that you know make everything full scale, like it's actually Earth, convert everything to the actual solar system, and then then you need to go really crazy to, and actually know your your rocket science to make it work. So,
2: yeah, I, I picked up this game. Because I thought that was a lot of fun, looked, looked pretty cool. And it's just, yeah, if you, it's definitely a learning curve. Like, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like I was trying to put things together and you can, obviously, you're building it and you can put all this different shit on there and try and build yourself your rocket. But I couldn't get to it, I couldn't get it off the ground. That's basically where I ended up quitting. Because <laughs> I just, I don't know. I didn't have, the, I guess at that time, <laughs> I didn't have the patience for it. And I didn't really want to take the time yeah. to figure it out because you, you definitely got to, you know, understand a bit of it and then, yeah, do some try. It's definitely a lot of trial and error for sure to Mm -hmm. understand what you're doing and what works and what doesn't work.
4: And there, there are some, there is a sort of story. There's some missions. There's like a sandbox mode and a story mode. Uh, The story mode has you kind of progressing through how, how we actually progress through going to space. Right. Like you start out with air powered engines and try to set altitude records and then eventually you try to just reach the uh, the outer atmosphere. And all the while you're developing science and science is like the currency that you're spending to develop uh, new, you know, better rockets and, uh, you know, better technology. So that kind of helps because it steps you through the steps slowly so you're not just presented with, okay, here's all of the technology in the world. Go and figure out how to make uh, a rocket that will get you to space. Um, at least that way it steps you through a little bit.
3: So. I
2: dig it. Adam, any like interest, it. Adam?
3: I uh, I looked it up because what I've been doing while you guys talk your game is I at least look it up so I can get an idea of what this is. and so Not just be like, yeah, cool, sounds good. Uh, this one. This one has gotten me linked into all these damn reviews on steam uh, of people either exactly explain what you guys just said, where literally I think one of the top comments is you're going to learn about astrophysics inadvertently after three hours. (laughs) So like you're going to learn things like this. Like it is a challenge, but I think one of the top reviews it's like the thing I think is funny. It's like, it literally does like difficulty and gives five categories easiest being my 90 year old grandma could buy could play it hardest dark souls <laughs> so it's like <laughs> and it marked it as dark souls like the the reviews are pretty good i would say i was reading this looking at the pictures and stuff people really enjoy this game like the the reviews are extremely positive and it even says recent reviews are overwhelmingly positive for the most part like that's probably pretty good like the fact they're still getting people to buy it. You said there's another one coming out. Um, I think that's a really cool, cool idea, though, because I do enjoy... It even links back to Lego Racers. I enjoy, like, even Legos, building things. Uh, mm-hmm. I would see myself playing a game like this to be able to be like, you know what, I can do it. I can figure it out. I can build it. And it'd be a baby step process of, okay, what did I do to get this to, like, kind of lift off the ground what did i do to get it to go for this long in air what did i do to get it to actually stay in the air like you know and go piece by piece like i would really enjoy that um i kind of relate that to like doing work like it's like okay what did i do to make this work okay how do i replicate that and make it do this as well like if that's you know that's i think how my brain functions but i like how like you know it's realistic ish I don't know of a better way to say that where it's like you got these little I don't know what to call these little dudes oh, that, that are your Kerbals. Kerbals, uh, yeah, that's right. Your little Kerbal friends. Uh, I do like how it looks though. Like It's got a, it's a good take on it with not being super too simulation realistic, but like you're going to learn some shit. You're going to learn how stuff works actually like actual physics mm-hmm. by figuring this game out.
4: Yeah, and I mean, you can go as as crazy or as more arcade as you want, right? Like, you can just build crazy rockets and shoot them up into the air and then run them towards the ground and crash into buildings and blow everything up, right? Like, you can have fun with it as well. Uh, or you can, like, go to the other extreme, which a lot of people do, where they're, like, ca- literally calculating everything out to, you know, umpteen decimal places to figure out what's the least amount of fuel they need to get to mars um so it's it's a pretty wide gamut of things that you can do for sure
3: that's how you get a lot of positive reviews i think you gotta have a game that hits both ends of the spectrum
6: Mm
2: -hmm. all right adam finish this off my last my last one one
3: and i
2: have mentioned this
3: game before I have mentioned it in a our first top list, our top ten top ten games. I don't remember now. Episode ten, top 10, 10 games. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's got to be what it was called. Um, this was one. This was literally when we said hidden gems, the first game that popped in game that popped in my head, and it might not truly be a hidden gem, but I think there's a reason why I feel this way, and it. Uh, as I mentioned in the top ten, it's James Bond 007 Nightfire, and I think the reason I think it's a hidden gem is because anytime and what I did in that top ten was the same thing. When I said 007, everybody's mind immediately goes to Goldeneye because mm-hmm. that it's Goldeneye. Like you know, you don't have to explain it further than that. For me, I didn't really play Goldeneye. I played this. I played Nightfire, and um there was a lot of big things with this granted it was made by ea i think the ratings are well done it's a james bond game people know who james bond is either the movies video games whatever the books like reading books like you know who james bond is um to me i love this game because i felt it was one of those ones that i could play by myself and play with others depending on how you wanted to play which was, I feel like at the time, because this came out in like 2001 or 2 I'm going to look it up. I want to say it was two, uh, 2002. Uh, I had it on the PlayStation 2. Um, I could easily play through missions on my own. It introduced characters, but you also got the feel of what you knew from watching the James Bonds at that time with Pierce Brosnan. Because they did an actual scan of him into the game. I don't believe it was voiced by him. I think it was like a similar sounding voice actor, which is pretty common because it's cheaper. But uh, you played pretty much as first person, and you got to be James Bond, which I thought was awesome. Like, you got to drive the car. You got to have all the cool gadgets. You basically, each stage was, how do you get from point A to B? Uh, you have to complete a couple things within the stage to then move on through the that level. You know, pretty common with a video game. But the multiplayer aspect of playing local, you know, LAN, I guess is technically what it would be, is playing together with three other people. And I think a PlayStation 2, you could only plug in two controllers. So you had to have that fancy extender thing. That worked fifty percent of the time, <laughs> and everybody could put their memory cards in, which means you saved over each other so <laughs> on each other's games. <laughs> so, like, but that what I think was so awesome about that multiplayer one playing, finding a new way to play a game with a bunch of friends. In two thousand two, you know, I'm ten years old, but you start hitting young teenager when I'm going over to you're going over to friends for like birthday parties or sleepovers or whatever, hanging out. you'd be playing ps2 all night you'd stay up all night literally drinking soda having snacks and playing Mm
6: -hmm. we would
3: play this game and what i think made the multiplayer looking back so awesome is that you were playing actual characters from all the movies which i believe i said in the top 10 but like i just remember odd job knickknack uh um all the different all the what's that Jaws. Jaws. Jaws yep, yeah, because you could bite people. All the different uh, female characters, which we all made funny nicknames for. Well, one of them's Pussy Galore. So you literally, what else you got to stay? Just your but name. <laughs> think about it. We were thirteen, probably fourteen year olds. So you know your humor. You don't need much to think something's funny. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, and being uh, uh, Baron, suck my balls. I always remember was a nickname for uh, Baron. Uh, Shit. What's so his Matty. name? so Maddie, yes and so we always said baron suck my balls so like uh Jesus. hand job for a job you know you're 13 oh, yeah. stupid.
1: Sure. yeah sure so
3: <laughs> I, like th- just thinking about that stuff is what i why i put this in a top 10 favorite game when anybody says a james Bond video game i think the first one everyone goes to is Goldeneye. i do think this game probably did pretty well it looks like it sold an okay number of copies a decent amount of copies Probably not anything crazy, but for how it looked, how it functioned, the fact that it had single player and multiplayer, the single player was not long. I feel like a few hours you were through the entire single player campaign, but the mix of things you could do, it wasn't just go into a level, you have your pistol, you shoot the couple of bad guys, you complete the level. Like to beat a level, you had to use James Bond's gadgets, you had to drive the car, you had to also do the stealth shooting. Uh, it made you feel like you're in a James Bond movie. So, like, I think one of my favorite games. I felt it was a hidden gem. Uh, I I want to play it and go back and play it. Absolutely loved it.
2: Yeah, one I've never played. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. I'd say it, I would agree that it would be because basically after GoldenEye, everybody just took a shit on any James Bond movie that or game that came out after that really didn't you know they didn't get a lot of fanfare so if there's one in the genre in there somewhere that's uh, a good one then that's definitely worth um pointing out because those probably don't get a lot of play in comparison a- absolutely uh even like i think we mentioned
3: back probably in different podcasts too but like goldeneye people still play because you can play the uh Shit, I don't remember what term it is, but, like, how it's been recreated and people still play it now. Like, GoldenEye is such a... It's, it's just on a different level, I think. Source? When it's, I think, yes, open source. Uh, open source. Open source?
4: I think it was just source.
3: GoldenEye Source? Yeah. Something like that, right? So, you know, I just put GoldenEye on a different level. That's, like, the Call of Duty, right? Like, this one is whatever is... Com- not call of duty titanfall uh, if that's the one that pops in my head titanfall versus call of duty mm-hmm. titanfall might have been a hidden gem probably not uh so there you go night fire we're, we're ending up the episode on 007 Nightfire. fire
2: i love it nice well we're not quite ending on that because we got to go honorable mentions oh sh- son of a bitch so baron suck my balls you can go first if you want just bring suck it back. my balls and uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else did you
3: have? Oh, look, as... Baron suck my balls. We're going to start with The Sims busting out.
4: <laughs> oh, boy.
3: Sims busting uh, out. Uh, Is that Prison uh, Architect? The Sims busting out. Uh, you know, it probably should have been in my five. Uh, I didn't really consider it. it. The reason it's not the same as all the typical Sims games, I think it was actually the first Sims game I played, where it was more story-based. You progressed by, like, Completing the game, you had to complete every job you could potentially get in Sims and do every single level, unlock new houses, and get all your shit back from whatever money grab dude. So like, it was not a Sims game. Uh, that probably kind of that probably makes it a hidden gem. I remember playing on GameCube. Um, I'll rapid fire the rest because that probably should have been in the top five. I joked about Titanfall. That is not a hidden gem. S S E x tricky did you guys play that oh sure yeah oh, nice. i thought that was a good one i <laughs> that was one of the first games my parents bought for us on playstation 2 uh played a shit ton we were not good at that game that is not a game i i'm good at and we just kind of dicked around and enjoyed the music yeah, soundtrack the music was great um great. that that made that game i think we kept playing it because of stuff like that uh nba street uh i put v3 but i remember playing oh is it like Home court, some shit. NBA Street Games, I think it's the exact same reason I said big, or the bigs too. I like the arcade version of sports games um, where it's like, I just remember doing the crazy three-on-three three or throwing up uh, crazy dunks and doing long-distance shots and shit. Um, and then I put ESPN NFL 2K5. I will not say that that's probably a popular game. It's one of the highest... Maybe not highest ratings, but when people say what their favorite football video games are, this one ends up on a lot of lists because I think it was so far ahead of things you could do that wasn't just play simulation football. Um, you could literally, you as you play the game, you unlock cool shit and merchandise for your mansion. I don't even remember <laughs> why. You could play first person where you were literally in the helmet cam. And like it was kind of shitty. It wasn't great, but like at the time, there wasn't something like that. Like that was the right. first time it did things like that. And I don't know if it's necessarily a hidden gem, but I, I, I when I was kind of comparing like why I put things on my list in the beginning, it's like on the level. Is it? It's not Madden. It's really farther la- levels down. People are thinking Madden when they think of a football game. Uh, and then I actually put Pac-Man World Two. Uh, this is my last one. That was, I consider putting in my top five, played a ton of this. I think this is actually my first take at Pac-Man on PlayStation 2, which is not a, how you think of Pac-Man now, an arcade style, like what Pac-Man is. Uh, I think it was 3D. I don't think it's It's not 2D, but you basically went around open worlds, uh, platforming, collecting the, collecting shit, avoiding ghosts, going from environment to environment um another one of those first games i remember having on playstation 2 my parents must have got it on some kind of christmas deal that was like get four games included if you buy a playstation this christmas type shit that they probably did and they just picked whatever games <laughs> and then it was like ssx tricky and pac-man world 2 i remember having and uh spyro is it spyro, spyro yeah the dragon yeah. yeah yeah those i remember playing the shit out of those three games because we had a playstation 2 had to play them there you go i don't know if any of those were hidden gems but there you go those were my lists at least that i tried to pick uh five out of
4: i think that sounds good yeah all
2: right true what do you got
4: uh okay i got a couple here uh let's start out with a game called it's called an infinifactory so uh, i know satisfactory no, well, that's that's coming later. That's on a, that is a. Uh, <laughs> that is on my list, uh, but no, this one is satisfactory. Almost made it onto my top five. Let's <laughs> Oh shit! I
3: didn't even say Animal Crossing. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I Got feel like I've talked
4: it. about it so much. I, it's not a hidden and gem, at least to this yeah. crowd. Um, no, Infinifactory is. It's a. It's a. Pu- it's another puzzle game. Uh, where you're you're kind of going through these individual puzzles, but you're basically like building things. So you start out with uh, basically like there's dispenser. There's this dispenser that kind of just dispenses like plates of like blocks of metal, and all you have is like ways to move the metal around and like weld it together. And basically, there's like these patterns that you have to weld it all into. So you're you're and it's all automation. So you're automating everything so that like these these pieces of metal just continuously are flowing out of this dispenser, and you have to build this little factory to kind of turn them into whatever this pattern is that you're trying to do. And then slowly, as you progress through, you get more uh, you know more complex tools and more complex patterns. Um, and pretty soon you realize you're like learning how to like program. Uh, because you end up creating loops and all these other sorts of things in par- inside of it. Uh, there's another one very similar that's called Spacechem. Uh, both of those games, if you are interested in computer science uh, and want to have a game that speaks to you, uh, Infinifactory and Spacechem are good ways to go. Um, next one on the list is called I Expect You to Die. This is a VR game. Uh, it's a, You're a secret agent. And you're you're in VR, and basically you're trying to get yourself out of these kind of precarious situations. Uh, it's just a really fun VR game. Uh, again, mostly kind of puzzle type game. Um, but it's, it's a new take where you're kind of the secret agent, and you're trying to kind of figure out the clues and figure out this little puzzle. Uh, next would be Subnautica. I know I've talked about this one a couple times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think it is a hidden gem. There's not a ton of people that I've heard of that actually play it um there is a vr uh of of this one as well a really good story uh really good if like if you are afraid of the ocean and swimming in deep water uh this have fun (laughs) Uh. (laughs) because there are definitely some scares that you could get uh in this game um but it's it's a beautiful game really good story really compelling uh lots to do uh next is Wreckfest. uh so this is a racing game uh Demolition Derby type game. Soft body physics style. Uh, it started out its career as it was called Next Car Game. So if anybody remembers back in the day when they first released it, it was called Next Car Game. Uh, once it was fully released, they changed the name to Wreckfest. Now I think Wreckfest is pretty much everywhere. So you probably have heard of it. It's on all the consoles and everything. So check that one out. Uh, just a couple more here. Besiege. Either of you guys know the game Besiege. Mm-mm. This no. is a, another building game. Where you have all of these uh, basically components that you can kind of build together, and you're building them into uh, war machines. So you build up these little cars or these little tanks and things like that. And basically, you're trying to the objectives are to like bust down a wall and enter a castle or kill all these these like people around you. And the people will be like shooting you know, arrows that are on fire at you. And if you built your thing all out of wood and didn't put any armor on it, then it'll light you on fire. And uh, definitely one you should check out if you like little puzzle games, but also has a really cool art aesthetic. And it's, you know, all about kind of creating these little machines uh, to go and uh, accomplish these tasks. That's a really cool one. <clears throat> uh, and then the last one that isn't satisfactory is uh, American Truck Simulator. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another one that I don't know is necessarily a hidden gem. I'm sure this is fairly well known. Uh, it's the kind of it, it. comes after you know, there was Euro Truck Simulator, then Euro Truck Simulator Two. Uh, this is the Americanized version of it. Uh, they are slowly expand. They started on the West Coast in California and are slowly expanding east as they're releasing more states. Uh, but this is the uh, I'm a truck. I'm a truck driver all day, and then uh, when I'm when I'm parked on the side of the road in my sleeper cab, I'm going to play American Truck Simulator at night.
3: Uh, like, and your, drive my truck up. like your, uh, like <laughs> your, buddy cousin dude. I drive my truck all day, and when I get home, I just want to drive my truck in simulations. Yep, <laughs>
4: yep, you got it. That's Ryan. Ryan, if you're listening, what's up, buddy? Um, yeah. So,
3: oh, I, that guy! What a character! I like my <laughs> bacon a little bit raw still. Toss it over. <laughs> He's, I like my chicken a little not done. I'm like, stop it. That's got to be a joke. You can't be serious. <laughs> yeah,
4: this, is the, this is the guy that drove his 3,500 diesel truck out on eight inches of ice. Uh,
3: only, only broke through a little bit.
4: Just yeah, a little. Just, just a little, little bit. <laughs> I don't know. He's a truck driver. You can't argue with him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he lives by the truck.
6: That's right.
4: So uh, that's it for me. And then Satisfactory uh, and Factorio
2: but you guys know about those. So. And Animal do. Crossing. Don't forget yeah. Animal Crossing. Yeah, All right. What do Dan? All right. <clears throat> Mine. Animal Crossing. No. Uh, <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Run for the Super NES. Um, there's been some uh, rem- remakes, or re- a remaster, and then like a new version that came out um, that are a little different than the original Shadow Run that came out. I think it actually came out for Sega uh, for the Genesis first, but Super Nintendo is the one I played. Um, really fun one. Um, another like isometric view, um, very RPG ish in the sense of like, you got to click around to do things. Um, but it's still like real time, um, uh, when it comes to the little bit of fighting that you do, but it's more s- story driven. Um, kind of like an early, like watchdogs type of game where you got to hack into mm-hmm. some gotcha. computers and go through some puzzles to get stuff and go through the story. Uh, really fun one. If you get a chance to play that one, uh medieval for the ps1 if you've ever played that uh really cool game really fun um you know standard kind of arcade adventure type of game like they had back then with like crash bandicoot pretty much that same type of platforming um but more into the um you know medieval style like you're you're the skeleton going around um you know, just trying to hack and slash people or something, but I can't remember the exact story of what you're trying to do. But it's uh, it's really entertaining, um, pretty straightforward game. But if you like those types of games, that one's a that one's a really good one. Uh, I put Mad Max on here. I don't know if anybody's played Mad Max. Um, I don't know if it got a lot of good reviews, but it's it's very mm-hmm. similar to a GTA type of game, but definitely a lot less Max. a lot less of that. Um, more geared towards the newest, like, you know, when Mad Max Fury Road came out or whatever, then the new Mad Max came out. And this one's kind of based, like, st- on the new one, but storyline-wise on the original. Like, it's weird, because um, they have a lot of old s- stuff that's in there that's based on the old one, um, the original Mad Maxes, but then, like, the car racing and all the stuff that you do in there is more toward geared towards the new one. Um, it's actually a ton of fun. Um it's a little it gets a little repetitive though uh, with this with the stuff you have to accomplish. Um but still really really entertaining fun game to play. Uh and the last one is a game that was you mentioned the PS2. Uh, I want to see if you know this one, Adam, cuz you played a lot of PS2. This was mm-hmm. a P, this was a PSN only game. And it was called Pain. Mhm. No, oh. no. So this is the game you play when you get home drunk on a Friday with your buddies and you just want to play something stupid to laugh your ass off. It was called Pain. I like, I like it. it is I like liter- those kind of games. It was literally a backdrop of a city. I think there was a couple different levels, but the one I remember is like basically a city in the backdrop. And you have a guy, a little character... A little dude that gets put on a catapult slingshot and you get to aim him and aim as much power and angle that you want and fire him at the city, at the different, you know, things that are out there. So there might be like a scaffolding over there that you can, you fire at him into that and he bounces off the scaffolding and it's just the physics based him bouncing like crazy. And, you know, he's just a, you know, flapping around you know dead weight type of thing (laughs) just flying into these different things and you can hit you get points based on what you hit and combos if you hit certain things and you can you can kind of jolt him a little bit left or right or forward you know a little bit but otherwise it's just you fire him and let the physics do its work and there's just random shit out there that you can fire him at and try and destroy the you know the city or the backdrop with whatever you can hit um and it's just it's the stupidest thing Uh, you know it's just one of those you just play to laugh your ass off you know it's it's one of those ones when you're just yeah you're drunk and just want to be stupid with a buddy uh and i don't know i can't i've tried to look it up i I can't find it anywhere um it was psn it was only you know a downloadable game like it wasn't a disc version or anything so it's ps3 it was ps3 i thought it was ps2 oh shit
3: Oh, uh, that would make sense, because based on when PlayStation Network became a thing, okay. online gaming on consoles became a thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, if you can if you can find it, however to play it, uh, it's fun. It's just, it's dumb fun, you know, just stupid humor, and I think there's, you can get a couple different types of characters. I think you can fire like a cow out there if you wanted to, like a guy in a cow suit, uh, you know. It's just dumb shit like that, right? So that one's awesome. Um, so if you can find uh, that. That's
4: $54 for the PS3 disc.
2: There's on, a disc uh, version? On Amazon. Jesus Lord. See, I thought it was downloadable only. Holy shit. So
4: I wonder if maybe there was a ps I don't know that the PS2 had a network
2: connection.
3: I don't think it did. I think that yeah. didn't wasn't a thing till okay. PS3 and
2: Xbox 360. That must have been, yeah, PS3 then. I thought... I just remember it was online, like it was download game only, so yeah, it must have been PS3 then. Uh, but yeah, okay, yeah, so there was three levels, uh, three different environments, So yeah, the amusement park, um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was just this random shit set up on this backdrop and you just fire a dude, uh, you know, at it and just try and blow up shit or destroy shit.
3: It sounds like it's like uh like an adult take on Angry Birds, like a yeah. more fun version of Angry Birds. It's not just yeah. what Angry Birds is—birds attacking pigs. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So there you go. That's my list. That's my stuff. We did it, guys. We I got
3: through a top five. Top five. We we, we should it. think of what our next top five is going to be. Are we going to do one at thirty five, or are we going to wait till forty? I think we wait till forty.
2: Yep. Oh boy, Before good. I, I need time to Google. Yeah, we got to figure it out. We should,
3: any... we should uh switch it up. We should switch it up. Do like uh, uh, the top five. What did I? I recommended top five franchises, but I think that could be a bigger one. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe.
3: Top five video game, uh, top top five video games. Hey, top five video games. Uh, <laughs>
6: hmm.
3: No, top five. Uh, I was thinking switching it up by doing like board games or things that aren't video games but are games.
2: Maybe, maybe. We can talk about it. We got nine more episodes to figure it out. We're gonna talk about mm-hmm. it every
3: single episode and until if, we figure out what we're doing.
2: And if you have any ideas, add a winner is you. The letter U. Add a winner is you yep. on Twitter. Boom. Ideas for top fives whatever you got hey right, close any any closing thoughts nope dynamite All I right. wonder what
3: uh <laughs> I wonder what Sean's hidden games would have been I don't know Resident Evil 4 <laughs> Resident Evil 5
2: Dark Souls three I'll bet you Silent Hill might have been on silent here. oh yeah <laughs> we're really in the real we're in the realm of possibilities I here I don't know I don't know. We'll have to get them. We'll get them. We'll get the list. We'll put them out there somewhere. We'll put them out there on Facebook, maybe. <laughs> which is at a winner is you. The letter U. A winner is you on Facebook. <laughs> Perfect. Nailed it. Now that I've now that I've already promoted our show, uh, we can promote thechairshot.com as well. Make sure you go to thechairshot.com for all your sports entertainment and sports entertainment needs. What else do we need to promote? What else you got? Prowrestlingtees.com/slash chairshot. Get your chairshot t-shirts and your uh, a Winter's You Animal Crossing at some point. Adam, looking at you. Adam? I'm going to do it. I have a great idea. I just yeah, got to get the sign on paper. We got we to gotta talk about that one. It's a good one. Alright. That's it. I'm going to try playing the music. Let's see if this works. Hey, look at that. Got it figured out. Alright, that's all we got here for Winter's You. Episode 30. Hope you enjoyed. Our top five hidden gems. If you've got any to promote, put them out there on Twitter. At a winner is you. The letter U. A winner is you. Where we remind you that it's dangerous to game alone. Take us. Now go out there and catch some bees and chop some trees.
3: It's just so if That's I can great. keep it to myself. This, see, this time not it audible. go on
2: mute. <laughs> yeah, I
3: just didn't go on mute this time. I just started <laughs> doing it.